Welcome back, creeps, to the Bad Christian Podcast. We are in full swing with the remainder of the events that we're going to be doing before I have a baby and go off the grid and start working on a new Emory album for a couple of months. Emory is in Greenville, South Carolina with O Sleeper. We're going to be in Jacksonville, Tampa the next day, West Palm Beach the next day, and Orlando the next day. And then... Something I think is huge news is that the Labeled Podcast is sponsoring a Tooth and Nail and Bad Christian Showcase at the Bad Christian Conference. So on February the 16th, Saturday in Dallas, Texas, is the show of the year. May, Emory, the classic crime acoustic, and a new Tooth and Nail band that you're going to love called Empty Isles. You have to be at this show. Go to emorymusic.com to get tickets for both of those. And also, anybody that's heading to the Bad Christian Conference gets to go to that show for free, of course. Tickets are available there at badchristiancon.com. I'm going to run down the lineup with you one more time before we move on. The conference is going to have Propaganda, Aaron Gillespie, Derek Webb, Brandon Robertson, Autumn Miles, and Dave, Jacob, and Zach from May. And a lot of these people are going to be, you know, going through their deconstruction experience and their stories and things they've changed their mind on and where they're at today. I think it's going to be incredible. Again, Dallas, Texas, February 15, 16, and 17. Special event. Come meet the people in the community that you listen to this podcast with all the time. Make the trip. It'll be worth it, I promise. Today's show is sponsored by Beachbody On Demand. Get in shape with me and Toby this year by texting Bad Christian to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire Beachbody On Demand platform, including the 14-day results plan. Just text Bad Christian to 303030. Again, that's Bad Christian to 303030. And today's show is also sponsored by our new sponsor, Joybird. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Get 25% off your first order at joybird.com slash badchristian and enter the code badchristian at checkout. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad that. my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. Got my Miller light. I don't need you this time, Joey. Okay. God. Yeah, heaven. Joey, you're actually unnecessary on the beatbox, and let me tell everybody yeah. why. Because we're joined in virtual studio by some friends today. This should be a great one. We've got Aaron Lunsford. Everybody knows who he is. He's from As Cities Burn. He's the. Hey, uh, he's. Uh, they know him from the Nashville comedy scene yeah. and beyond. And then also we've got another. He guest started today. Troll University. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you guys take the beatbox in a second when I intro you, and then we'll get to talking. Um, And then we also have Ryan Rado. So Ryan Rado is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, maybe there's a description in the show notes that you've already read, but I'll just tell you the way I think about Ryan Rado. I've been working on the Labeled (laughs) podcast a ton lately, and then I'm always talking in the Facebook groups about tooth and nail stories and all this stuff Mm. and the Mm. Christian music and tons of story sharing. And Ryan Rado comes up a lot. <laughs> he's got a ton of stories and legends. He's worked with a ton of bands. He's been a manager. He's been 
you know, he's been on stage at Cornerstone a time or two for a thing or two. And almost everybody that's been around the music scene knows who Ryan Rado is. And, has and some, now he has his own about. album coming out. And that's one of the reasons he's here to talk today. So yeah. I thought it'd be really fun to have the, both these dudes on. Luncer was just in, in Franklin. <laughs> You know, hanging out at Whole Foods or better. And nah, I was like, just, just come on in. over. I well, was so like, yeah, just come on over and do a podcast. Saying, I, it, you'd, you'd be in the wrong situation. <laughs> since Ryan has an album coming out and is a performer also, and Aaron is a drummer, there's no reason to have Joey do the beatbox. So let's take that again. Kick it, Aaron. Aaron. And do some vocals, Ryan. Got vocals, Once Ryan. I, had, I had the freaking can of fucking Miller Lite, and I had 16 of them. You know what I'm saying? I felt real light and Ryan Light with light. Let's get nasty. Wow. Okay. Now we that are rolling. Now there's Man. just a matter of what do y'all want to talk about today? Jeez, oh, Aaron, do you think of drums in beatboxing terms? Like when you think of a, like, I'm going to create a drum beat for Assy's Burn. Do you think, do you, yeah. do you sit? It's really funny for me to think about you going, ooh. <laughs> do you do that I, i'm more of a lap drummer hit yeah. something and a steering wheel drummer not as much of a beatboxer Can we get but i did used to like uh i used to try to do uh justin timberlake's beatbox at the end of yeah. uh mm-hmm. one of those nsync songs that was pretty cool which nsync song the I, I don't even remember the name of the song now was it which record was it on it was off celebrity yeah I that think. was the shit yeah. <laughs> that record was awesome man. y'all are how old are you ryan God dang it. Uh, I'll be 42 in June, 41. Oh, so we're the exact same age. I oh, thought, really? I you seem that. younger than me. Amen. That's why I was no thinking kids, y'all like, I was like, I figured y'all liked NSYNC because it came after my time. Well, I like, had a younger girlfriend back then. Oh, I, I thought their later stuff was actually quite, quite good in moving yeah. in a good direction. I mean, artistically. Justin Timberlake. Seriously? Yeah. You're being, you're not, you're I'm joking. not uh, gone. <laughs> baby girl, you're gone. That song? I don't remember that one. Reba so was good. was in sync or like boy bands like your thing. Uh yeah, like uh, lower <laughs> middle school. <laughs> nice middle school. Wow. Did, Did you, you have like posters the- and stuff? Probably. Did you like New Kids on the Block? That was past that her was, time. I, oh, that was a little okay, bit copy. before. Yeah, it was like Got Backstreet Boys and in sync or before her time. Cool. Yeah. You know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reba. How are you? Good. How are you doing? L- last time Good. Ryan was on the show, it was just me and him in the room, yep. and. Uh, I mean, cool. every, everybody knows you have Tourette syndrome. Oh yeah, that's that, on the forefront of my personality. That, yeah, well, that's not exactly it. everybody knows. I, I hang know on, hang well, on. if you hang listen on, to on, the other on. episode, I'm, I, I mean, if right. you yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to the previous episode, you know, Joey. How hey, are Ryan, you? Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> just just to jump right into I'd love to. a little bit of awkwardness. Yeah, Joey's going to say what anything that you could have ever done awkward. Joey's way worse. I, have we met before, Joey? Uh, I don't. I, well, we haven't done two episodes with with Ryan, Toby. Toby just didn't one. Uh, yeah, but it was just Toby I, and I. I yeah. tell you what, I feel like I know Toby you because me. that episode was so good. You guys it was just good. knocked oh. it out of the park. It was a good time. Did. Yeah. But how would you feel if I like seriously? You don't mm-hmm. know me that well. Yep. What I'd if I to, just though. started? What if I just started making fun of your Tourette's? Like, would I, you take that? As a joke, because Toby and Matt's around, or it's mm. you're just not that sensitive of a person, or would that be really an? Because uh, I wouldn't, but if I did, would. would that offend you? But would you though? Yeah, he, he would. He always make. He loves making fun of people. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question first. Yeah. So, are you going to come with a joke that is typical, like fuck, fuck, shit, shit, like you've seen in the in the movies? Hacky. Or are you going to dig a little Hacky. deeper and hit me where it counts? 
Uh, no, I think the former for sure. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Then, then th- that's. I mean, prepare for some retaliation. So let's try it. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. Like you, you probably that probably is people go the oh, low, God, the, the yeah. simplest low bar, stupid. Ch- it's like, okay. It happened the other night in Colombia. Really? Yeah, it's like someone we were talking about. I was sitting at a dinner and someone was talking about. Uh, God, do I want to tell a story? Anyway, yeah, tell, tell a story. So we were. Um, I was sitting there with a buddy of mine, and we're, I don't know, quite know what we were talking about, but uh, then I reached over and hit him in the leg or whatever, not the dong, because <laughs> that does happen. So he's developed a pretty good tactic, just lock, locking my knee up with his fingers, just squeezing, like if I do it, and he's like, he thinks that that will stop the the tip. Weird. You know? It's cool, though, but it's, it turns into a joke. I kind of yeah. dig it in a weird way. He's, he's a cool dude. So the other person over here, we were, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, and she goes... And he doesn't even have a diagnosis. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay, well, that was a pretty cheap shot, A. And B, if I retaliated the way I wanted to retaliate, that it would have made the whole room, it, right. it would have been a bomb in that way. You know what I mean? So I kind of well, have to, uh-huh. What, what, um, help me understand that. Jo- so yep. what is the typical joke and what does she say? And why was that a low blow? I can't, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't get into it because it, 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 it's a too little personal. too, well, it's a little too close to home as far as relationships are concerned. So I'll, I don't remember the joke, but I remember the jab. It was kind of a cheap shot as right. in, well, what's his excuse? He doesn't have a diagnosis. Okay. Right. And so right. in, so in my mind, I was like, I was like, man, okay, your husband's here. And you're there, A, I'm not going to respond to this because it would make the whole room awkward. And B, (laughs) your husband's here, and I'm waiting for what he would deem to be inappropriate that I would say for him to jump in. So in actuality, you're making these little cheap shots with no possible retaliation available. But what I really wanted to do was hit the low blow, even though it seemed to be a joke there was no way to respond to this because of the social contract and that was happening in the room. So when I get, when people start to make fun of me, it's just like, okay, I either have to brush it off or I just hit pretty low because I'm not really a low ball type of dude. So it's like, I really have to be, be, I really have to read the room well and the personality of the person. You now, know now it's interesting in that moment though, mm-hmm. like, uh, was when that happens, mm-hmm. your brain, the way it works, you, was there, did you still have to like do a tick or something to stop yourself from no saying no, anything? No, like no. you were able just to go, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. mean. And you just were able to move well, here's on. A, that's a great question because a lot of this disorder is, is, uh, brought on by stress. And I mean, I had, a, you know, I had four stepdads growing up, so I'm built of all these sub personalities. So yeah. And a lot, you know, violence and stuff like that and, and, and drugs and all the stuff that makes up a decent movie. So it's like, and I said decent. So it's like, it's like, it's not about, it's so hard to, to, to as you say, deconstruct because there are certain things that bring on certain ticks. And I'm pretty good at self-analysis to kind of figure out in my subconscious yeah. where these ticks are coming from. So did I want to say something to her that was a tick? No, I didn't because it, I, my focus was so narrowed that I wanted to think of a retaliation that would get the person to go away and go away. And the ticks are a very surface level of a response of some, uh, making an objection to somebody's 
kind of uh, either slight or someone's abuse or someone's words. But the further I've dug into my subconscious, which is possible when you start realizing where you go wrong and the truth about your intentions, it seems like I'm able to control the ticks a lot more. Aaron, do you remember when we were when it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we're I was just going to say, I've never yeah. thought to, like, make a joke at your expense. What the fuck? But... Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> no, I never... You're a fucking... Dude, I'm playing. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> playing. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I never thought, like... I would never... Incredible. <laughs> I would never think, like, I want to make fun of Rado. Right. Because, but there's certainly stuff about you that is funny that we Like what, laugh. Aaron? Let's do it. I'm not saying like laugh at, like laugh with, like you just. I ain't laughing. Like your your phone, <laughs> stuff with your phone. I know. No, you know, like funny. you would take your yeah. phone, toss like, it. Your expensive Ugh. phone, and you just throw it in the air. And really? Yeah, hit it on the window. Your new fan, and, uh, your new phone. I mean, you would just phone. have to do that. He just like throw, or he take your phone from you. <laughs> and, throw it. and like so stuff like that, you have to laugh at, or else right. like yeah. it'd be like. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's right, just, man. it's funny. Yeah. It's funny, but it's not funny. Like, oh, let me make fun of Ryan. All right, folks. I'm not huge into New Year's resolutions, but I really want to get in healthier shape. I've been feeling like the last year, 2018, was kind of rough on my body. And this is a year where I want to get healthy, not just lose weight, not just get mu- more muscles or whatever, but actually get healthy. And that's where a beach body on demand comes in. And I want you to take the challenge with me. This year, I'm going to use Beachbody On Demand, and I'd love for for you to join me as well. I mean, Beachbody is just so easy. You can watch it on your phone, on your TV, however you want to watch it. They have so many different programs like P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, which is uh, Sean T, 25 minutes a day. You can find 25 minutes to do a workout, and I think that's where I'm going to start. Uh, they got Brazil Butt Lift, Pio, hip-hop abs, three-week yoga retreat. So why don't you join me? Why don't you sign up? And when I say sign up, guess what? It's free. Right now, our listeners can get a free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds. So you're going to be immediately seeing some results, but in a good, healthy way that is going to just maybe change our lifestyle. I think that's what I want. I want a lifestyle change where I look better, I feel better, and I am better. Beachbody On Demand is where it's at. It's what I'm going to be doing. I'd love for you to join me. Like I said, it's free. You will get full access to the entire platform for free, all the workouts, the nutrition information, the results plan to get you super fast results if that's what you want, and support. Totally free. I mean, you have nothing to lose except for weight and, you know, stress and anxiety and, you know, you'll, you'll gain feeling better and all those things. So uh, let's do it together. Uh, I think it'll be pretty fun. We can talk about it in the Beast Club or whatever, but I'd love for you guys to sign up and let's see if we can get healthy this year. Text Bad Christian to 303030303030. Bad Christian, text that word Bad Christian to 303030303030. We're, we're getting in shape. It's yeah, there is humor aspect of it. There has to be humor involved. Re- relations, is there any fear in that? Life. Like it, when you grab somebody's phone, yes. and that compulsion, are you like, oh no, I wish to God I wasn't doing this? Uh, it, see, there's two it, aspects to that. One is that, and two is like, how can I make this into? Oh, that's funny and that's cute. I hope they trust me. God, I'm not. Do, I'm not oh, trying to be an man, asshole, yeah. but but I, so I so I dance in between there. So it's like, it it it's a little difficult. Because I can see how that would be very difficult to interact with on an ongoing basis. So that I, I, I'm not quite thinking of like, are they really going to be mad at me? The overall thing is, are they ever going to want to talk to me again? It's, it's, it's a, it's a hard battle. And so it's like, 
the more that I, uh, the more that I develop myself and as an, as an individual, the more those things go away. Like when we were, when I was, when we were talking and I, and I, and I know it was before the holidays and stuff, I was kind of obsessing that, that there was a possibility that you might've been avoiding me. Allow me to say that online. And, yeah. and so that's my own obsessive compulsive. So, uh, so Ryan texted thought. me yeah. a few times d- yeah. about, but to his credit, I didn't, I didn't think that at all. That's what I'm saying. Awesome. Like I, I just, I, I was doing, you know, Christmas stuff or on tour mm-hmm. or we were in playing Chicago. So I just didn't get back to you quickly. My fault. Like I was actually just, I didn't get back to you. Sure. I didn't, I didn't feel that at all, but that probably stems from, all your relationships in the past. Yeah, it's interesting. Like man. every relationship you have, you have to guard yourself because of Tourette syndrome. You have to guard yourself. Like, does this person like me? Because I have this thing that's going to be intrusive. Sometimes intrusive. No, it no, is. Intrusive it, such it, a good it word. Is. Yeah, you know, it feels that it's way a, to you. It, it does sometimes, but like I said, the more that I'm, the further I take the distorted thought in my mind, the worse I get. So you know, it's like that that ideological. Uh, 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 sentence of take every thought captive. I mean, it's true because when I have these obsessive uh, thoughts of, of abandonment and neglect and stuff, I live there, you know what I'm saying? But then, but then it, it seems I always am shown like a few days later that it may not be the way of my polar thinking, uh, marginalized thinking, excuse me. It may not be that way. So Ryan, maybe you could back up from yourself and take a wider look at it. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's in, and I appreciate you being just, in my mind, I was like, I was like, I already, I it automatically go to, oh my God, here he comes again. Well, the you know thing, what I'm saying? The, the thing that's that crazy. popped up in my mind is I could kind of, uh, you apologized on text or whatever. I'm not, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but what's, what's interesting about it is mm-hmm. because you have this, mm-hmm. you, you also think about that too when you're texting me. For example, you know how many people text me? Oh <laughs> yeah, non, totally. Non-stop. No, I get what you mean. Like, yeah. And they don't thought they, that too. They don't care at all, right? Like they, right. there are a million people that text me. Hey, I'd love to do the podcast, or I'd love to do this, or can Emery come here, or you know whatever sure, it might sure. be. And so what I thought was interesting is we are friends, mm-hmm. and so it would never bother me no matter what. If you texted me a hundred times in a day, I just I wouldn't care. Yeah, you it, think? It, 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 <laughs> so, I, no, seriously. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. at it's some point it would get weird. Yeah, right, but I'm right, saying right, right. for the most part, I just don't care because we know each other and we're well, friends and all that stuff. And you're just and you're doing something that I'm I haven't gotten back to you for sure. with. But it, it's interesting, like that people don't do that. Like like for example, right mm-hmm. before you uh, you guys got on and we started recording. Uh, I was trying to figure out the recording of this and, uh, you know, our mics and all that stuff. And my butt crack was kind of, I had a, a little bit of, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a little was... bit of butt plumber crack, right? And Ryan sticks his finger in my plumber crack. <laughs> wait now, a minute. Wait. I only, I merely touched your underwear waistband. Yeah. Okay. So you I felt, felt something it. in my butt crack. But here's what's really bizarre that to me. pretty good. Like, it, like, I don't know if that was a tick or just your personality, right? I have that. It's tricky. When my, I promise you, Matt's butt crack. He, Matt gets plumber crack all the time. And when I see it, <laughs> my impulse is I have to stick my. Why finger don't you there. let it rip? I do sometimes. Okay, and Matt cool. gets super mad at me. There's so, when Matt. <laughs> like, the fun. The funniest thing that happens is there, there's always times like when we're on tour where our bus needs something like uh, oil change Your in the generator or, or, or yeah, my butt needs something. <laughs> but the bus needs something like Matt's working on like fixing lights in the bus or the generator, changing the oil and whatever, and his butt crack just a little bit of plumber's mm. crack, and I see it and I go, so if I, I just want to stick my finger in there, and then I do fifty percent to seventy five percent of the time. Right. 
Right. Right. And <laughs> and I you did that to me and I was like, oh jumped a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, it startling. got me a little yeah, bit. It's startling. And, and yeah. it made me yeah. happy though, because I was like, oh cool. I'm not the only one. Ah, like, you know, yes. like, yeah, if you yeah, see yeah, a butt yeah, crack yeah. sticking great. your finger in it, I don't care what butt <sighs> crack it is. When, there was a plumber that came to our house a, a couple years Excellent. ago and he had unreal plumber crack, and I was like, in my mind, I thought I have to stick God my finger dang, in that. It It'd is. be so hilarious. God. I love it. It'd be so awesome. When you but is it that? Like, do you think I'll stick my finger in Toby's butt crack and this is gonna be funny? What's the is there any thought well, there know, or is I, it just impulse? I oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I I think it's testing the boundary. You know, I think it's testing <laughs> the limit of where I can uh, is right. is this person going to continue <laughs> to stay here? And and that goes back to what the fuck are you laughing? No, I'm playing too. No, I'm just thinking about hey, you've, already, you've touched me in the balls three times since, since we've been, been here. Yeah. What do you feel? And about, I, well, feel I don't about even. That? Do you like it? Think though? about it at all. Yeah, that's to me just Sick. being that. It, it feels more safe. Thank you. Like it, I it almost feels safe. Like I just I, like, yeah, yeah, Ryan's touching my so balls, weird. and that's just when I'm hanging out with Ryan. Wait, we can't hear Matt. Gonna touch my balls. We can't, Matt. We can't Matt, hear we you. Can't hear you, bro. Uh, he's fixing it. Okay, but, but so, you're right. Like that. That's what I think is interesting. Like when you touch my top of my butt crack, I yeah. just thought, oh, it's just radio. Okay, that's cool. like it, it felt like uh, you know uh, safe. I well, didn't. This is good. I, I didn't think you were doing mm-hmm. it any for any. But th- I guess that's what I'm. I'm kind of getting at. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything there that's like? Like if I do it to Matt, it literally mm-hmm. is to antagonize him a little bit. I think maybe it might be that, but I, like I said, I want to, I, I want to know where the boundary is, and and it's it served me in really interesting ways, well, and other ways it hasn't. And I know I, I'm learning who can hang and who I can hang with and who can't, you know. And so it's like, but I'm wondering now that we talk about it, if it is, if it is a like a a a, a subtle, um dominance thing on my part hear me out so i'm wondering if if when i do the tick am i releasing so much of my personality through every tick even though sometimes i can control it sometimes i can't depending on stress and different situations so i'm wondering if it is like uh you're not going to compete with this part of my personality because Either you'll go away, you'll be freaked out, or you'll want, you'll be intrigued and you'll want to know more. So at that point, I'm in more control. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that so that, that comes to me. That can comes y'all hear me the, now? Yeah, yes. brother. Okay, yep. so that is extremely fascinating to me because, first of all, when Toby says he puts his finger in my butt, <laughs> it's only when <laughs> I'm doing something where I am concentrating. If anybody wants to put their hand up my butt, I don't care. Isn't that interesting? Very that's good. True. That's, yeah, that's you're right. You're right. If you were sitting on the bus or whatever, and wow. I did, it, you wouldn't care at all. He said, good "Hey, point, man, can I put dude. two fingers up your crack deep?" I go, "Okay." That's people a good laugh about it. Hey, let's do it. What if do you I'm think about that? Focusing on something, I'm going to get yep. immediately angry. But huh. uh, what I think is crazy about what Ryan's saying is, uh, it's so rephrase that. It's so interesting because <laughs> I think it really is like a. I mean, I feel that strongly, like the same, I feel like what you're doing is playing with the boundary and trying to establish something and try to know something. And that's a feeling I think everybody has. Mm. And I think it's like, uh, it's it's really in the territory of, of, being, of being authentic. It's like you have a compulsion to be authentic or something, mm. which is in a way a positive, because I bet you all your relationships are with people who they're not accept you for who you are. Whereas there's a lot of people that have a ton of relationships Mm -hmm. and nobody knows the real them, but they know you right? and they accept you or they don't. And I love 
that. So I mean, well, here, I mean, Matt, that's a weird way of thing. looking at this it. But. Is, it. No, it's a great way of looking at it. It's encouraging to me, but it, but it lends itself to isolation and loneliness. You know, mm. so it's like, it's like, <clears throat> I can deal. I, I, I love people, and I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm working on not being a people pleaser as much as I have been, and. So it's, it, 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 it's really strange, even though people know where I'm at, know what they're going to get, know that I'm not going to use their insecurities against them. It, it's almost like if there's too much of that and too much authenticity and depth, a lot of, even my good friends have a hard time with it, you know, and, and, and a level of intense, I, I do have a level of intensity that I have that, uh, is, unmatched no i'm just kidding man no i just suck sometimes because it's like you know sometimes certain people certain people don't want to be around that all the time and and uh they just want to keep it light and feathery and i if you What's have the any suggestions like when you say intensity what do you mean do like that. if you're hanging out with a buddy Yep. Or something or a friend or whatever. Like what what's the intensity that you you're worried that would push them away? Okay, so here my psychologist and I were talking about this. Like he you know, we were talking uh, it was a couple months ago and he said, "Ryan, <clears throat> most people if you if you had a level of uh, a sk- to scale depth, he goes most people to 8. And uh if you had a, a if you had to scale that with people in a beginning of a conversation, most people start at 1 and 2. You start at probably 4 and 5, and I think that just Sometimes it, 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 it might come on as inauthentic, like you're trying to, um, and I'm ad-libbing too into my own thought, but, um, I don't really waste a lot of time because I want to know what I'm dealing with, with someone. And it's kind of selfish in a way, if I really think about it, because I don't, sometimes I, I push people into seeing if I can hang with them and they can hang with me and, and. At least that's my view of it, and and, and I'd Toby like to does the exact lot. same thing always. Really? Though he doesn't have, I mean, he does it in different ways. But Why? that, like I mean, how? you know, and you're not summed up by Tourette's. Either. Right? No, like, that's just no, no, something no, 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 about no. you. The re- but, a lot but of that is actually you, the way you true. are. True. But I, yeah, but that, I, that's the. It's funny that, that it, you're right, Matt. Like when I when I think about you, mm-hmm. I think I'm getting ninety percent you, and yeah. there's ten percent yeah, of something yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is that maybe you can't aren't full control of or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and so. I promise. I've told people this. Mm-hmm. It's so relaxing for me to be around. You. Well, blessing. God <laughs> like I, I just feel like, Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, man. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you touch my plumber, plumber's you crack. Be, you can be. It yourself. makes me go, okay. We are just in relax mode, cool. boy. Well, that's good. A Lord, I'm just. I don't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like you. Like last time when we did the interview, you kept. You, you, you were trying to stop yourself, but you would shoot me these sideways birds, oh, birds or whatever, yeah, and I was right, just like, right, it was right, so right. great. I just, I just thought, like, like part of me, I know this sounds horrible. No, you're, you're not going to okay. agree with it's me okay. at all. It's okay. Part of me is like, man, I, I'm, I love that you get to do that. Like, there, there are so <gasps> many, there are so many thoughts in my I heard head that before. Yeah, I heard that before. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm That's not. Cool. Saying, I hope you don't take that. Toby's condescending. jealous of almost every I, disability. I, 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 well, I'm jealous because, like, in a way, now, no. uh, let's see. I want to word this right. Full thought. Say how you say how you feel. In it. a Go way, okay. it feels yeah. so free. Like, sure. golly, man, I love that. Like, because the things that I'm fighting against in my head mm-hmm. like i just feel like oh like i'm so what what why am i f- i'm fighting and and i have to say this the right way or mm-hmm. i have to you, you're I right still like, do that you too. said it yeah. in a really good yeah. way mm-hmm. i think you're right maybe i've been maybe i push boundaries because i want to see if somebody's fucking real or not Copy. like you know what yeah. i mean like that, yes. that makes a, yes. so yeah. much sense to me because 
if if I can push back on somebody and they stay, we're fucking friends. Yeah, and, copy. And, and yeah. you probably, yeah. I don't know if you're this way, mm. but if somebody does that, I'm with them to the end. You know yeah. what I mean? If you like, can have a reasonable conversation even after a blow up and you, you guys can speak yeah. uh, authentically with each other, it strengthens the relationship. You right. Know? Like, so like, like, for example, mm-hmm. everybody, Aaron, Joey, mm-hmm. Matt, and Reva mm-hmm. have all had knockdown, drag out arguments or crazy moments right. with me personally, right? And they're still here, and we're still together yeah. for some whatever that is. It's I don't know what that is, and I I, I don't think they appreciate that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's like it, it's so it helps me a lot. Like when you say boundaries, that, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Like I felt the same way. Like uh, I, I didn't have like you had four different stepdads, and I, I of okay. course that it's affects okay. you a ton. Sure, my family wasn't it, it was very strange at expressing love or support. Mm-hmm. Almost none of that. And that's equally as strange as me having four stepdads, you know? So nothing is, like, super strange anymore, yeah, yeah. you know? You it's, might be but, right. But I get what you mean, though. So, I so what, mean. what I thought, like, I mean, I would do, I would act out or do crazy stuff mm-hmm. because I was like, well, the crazier I get, maybe that would spark something in them mm-hmm. to prove mm-hmm. that they're here for yeah. good or something like yeah. that. I don't know. It, it's bizarre. All right, let me tell you guys about a new sponsor that I'm very excited about and they're called joybird as a lot of you guys know i'm somewhat of an amateur builder i like to clown around with saws and tools and sandpaper and finishes and stains i just love that stuff so i pay a lot of attention to uh furniture and furniture building now i hadn't heard but there's a revolution in online furniture shopping and joybird was the company behind it all when i told my wife that joybird was a sponsor she should check it out she's like oh i already know their stuff's awesome and it is. Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings and that you should also have the freedom to be boldly original. So from an idea to reality, they empower you to create the space in your home and the furniture that brings you joy. Okay, so here's how it works. You can turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from mid-century modern, which we love, to contemporary classics, customizable, and a crazy amount of fabric choices too, like leather, velvet, every color imaginable, and a wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options available too. They do free personal design consultants to help you nail down the perfect design. So if you can't tell what I'm talking about yet, this stuff is high quality. In fact, each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high-quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications. They've got a limited lifetime warranty included, and here's the crazy part. You can design this whole thing, skip the furniture store, and bring the showroom straight home to you. Sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, you could return for a full refund. Hassle-free, in-home delivery. They'll even remove all the packing materials when they get there. And did you hear what I'm saying here? Free returns within two weeks of delivery, so you really have nothing to lose. So you got to go see how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash badchristian. Go to joybird.com slash badchristian and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the promo code badchristian. One question I don't know if we hit on last time mm-hmm. that I, I kind of wanted to know, and, and then also I do want to get into the album right after this. Sure. But when was the first time you noticed it? Were you the first person to notice it, or did somebody tell you? Oh, I, I, I think it was... Um... I didn't know what I was doing was, uh, was, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, I didn't know that there was a distortion in my behavior and the tick started to manifest right after my, uh, mom's first divorce. And, um, I started shaking my head and squeaking like that. Really? And, um, yep. 
and uh like i said there was a, it was it was chaos it was it was it was chaos in a lot of ways and and uh, our our home life and um i noticed that i was shaking my head and there were comments made and 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 but then my mom saw uh a doctor talk about tourette syndrome on oprah and uh yeah right thanks ope so anyway so <laughs> so uh she t- she took me to the doctor and and i remember sitting in the doctor's office I felt like I was under a chair because I, I, I did not want the doctor to say that I had this. I'm like, I'm like, no, no. Like I, I, man, I can the visceral response in my chest. That's stressful. Like, but then after they said it and equally after they said, there is no cure, we don't know much about it. You have to take medication. That ambiguity of what you're dealing with, the syndrome aspect of it, man, that'll, that'll rock you. You know, it was interesting. I was listening to, um, the do not, you can't petition God with prayer that, that driving up here. Yeah. And, um, um, when they did the study, the $2.4 million study that the, the, the guy was talking about, um, Mark, Mark was his name, maybe anyway, they were talking about the people who had the ambiguity of, to deal with the ambiguity of someone saying, we will pray for you. And my understanding was that the people that were going to pray for them did it away from them. So the person that was sick had to deal with not knowing if someone was actually going to pray with them rather than having people there that would pray with them. So you have a a group to work with. So it's like the feeling of isolation and being left alone. I thought that that really hit me and it kind of goes along with, um, um, not knowing what to do with a syndrome. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so. funny about Oprah. Hey. I had 150 conversations start with my mom growing up. And she said, you know, I was watching Oprah. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your mom was they very informed about yeah, Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's always like, yeah, well, on Oprah the other day, you yeah. know, <laughs> but it, 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 she was right. <laughs> Your that mom, gen, you know, that generation, man. That's cool. <laughs> Arkansas, Little Rock. Wait, no. Hey, Ryan, out of yes. curiosity, Hit was it, it uh, probably about 10 minutes ago you actually you were talking and mm-hmm. then you said then you turned and you said and yes i did say decent was that like a tick or were you because no that a was little... a th- good call i i remember what you were saying i didn't want to be i no, that was cognizant i didn't gotcha. want to be um uh i didn't want to make the assumption that my life would make a brilliant movie. I wanted to, that was an exercise in humility because I think it it, might make a decent movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just interesting how unnoticeable it Mm. is. And especially it seems like this would be somewhat of a stress inducing Mm -hmm. situation to be on like a podcast. I guess maybe Mm -hmm. it's because you're amongst friends that you enjoy it too. I enjoy it. You know, gotcha. And the more that, the more that I tell the truth about it, the less I deal with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So my, my psychologist had me, you, can you see me right now? Mm-hmm. I'm having this tick. So my psychologist, when I first started going to see him, his name's Dodge and he's a, he's a good dude, really good dude. So he would ask me, what does that tick mean? And I was like, how dare you, you fuck. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> so then we started breaking down. Tell me what, tell me who that tick, tell me what that tick is. What is that yeah. tick saying? And, uh, that was a, cause it's, it, it's a psychosomatic response. You know what I'm saying? To, like I said, to objection and stuff like that. And, uh, um, so when we started breaking down what the tick, what I think the ticks meant and where they manifest in my body, the stress, uh, the points of stress, I'm able to further dig into the subconscious and take a, take a trip. <laughs> well, that works too. Cause mushrooms take a trip and subconscious. So anyway, so you like, 
you, I, I'm able to to trace back how the tick manifested and what yeah. brought it on. It's pretty cool, you know. It's pretty yeah. cool. So that's that's interesting. I, got, I mean, all this stuff is mm-hmm. so interesting uh, just from a mental health perspective because mm-hmm. I don't understand Tourette's, but I do understand <laughs> do depression, OCD, mm-hmm. and all yeah. those sorts of things. And it really is like what you just said as far mm-hmm. as tracing the tick. I do the same thing cool. with depression-inducing thoughts, and mm-hmm. sometimes I can't trace it. Sometimes yep. I find myself in a very dark, dark place, and I'm like, I don't know how I got here. I can't. And then there are times where I can trace that son of a bitch and yep. get to the root of it and not be depressed. It's crazy. Well, then, it, then it's your 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 job to get out of it, even though you traced yeah. it and identify it. You have to apply the work to get out of it, and right. that's a bitch right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do you have any like uh, uh, mm-hmm. the craziest time your tick got you into the craziest oh, situation? Stories? Do we got anything? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the only one hit, that, hit I don't even know anecdotes. if it's a tick, but I just yeah. remember some of the more interesting situations Let's where it. it'd be uh, <laughs> like we were on the road and we were staying with some people <sighs> and you said to them, and I don't even know what this has to do with Tourette's. <laughs> it sounds Here we like are again. Here we are again. <laughs> no, it sounded like a different situation yep. problem. And uh, we were about to go to bed, and you said to the people, "Do you have guns?" I did. What the? <laughs> listen, listen. Oh, you said, "Where were?" Listen, I don't right, know. I'm listening. You said, Sorry. Do you have any guns? <laughs> and are they awesome. locked? Well, that's there. You go. And yeah. we were like, "What the fuck? Why is that's that good about this?" That's right fucking now? awesome. This wasn't a thing that you would like. Address like, hey, sometimes like I sleepwalk and maybe I'll grab a gun. That, or I mean, that could have been it. That, that could have been it. So yeah. I think it was a yeah. sleepwalking thing. God, but man. we were all just sitting there like, why is Rado? <laughs> you sleepwalk too? Uh, sometimes, some, oh. not not as much anymore. But you but... seemed very concerned about nah. it, and, and nah. I just remember thinking. All right. Well, that's that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> thinking about it, it could it could have been like, um, it, then again, putting more emphasis on me. Okay. Wanting to be have some peculiar attention for a peculiar reason. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. I understand that. So it's really that introspective it. of you, David. Yeah. This insight you have about your own motivations is so much deeper than most people have. That's fascinating. Well, I agree. I think you know, just I, like you I, identified you know. the Joey's comment there about the mm. decent thing. Like you know what you're doing inside your own head because you've had to be mindful of it. It's pretty mm. neat. And that's a prison that's sometimes, Matt. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a prison because. Because the deeper I, and and I'm not saying I'm the deepest person. I'm just saying like, (laughs) I can only, I can only relate to my experience and my experience with other people and in other people. So it's like Mm -hmm. the deeper you get into that subconscious shit, it is terrifying because you start to realize how many sub personalities make you up. You know what I'm saying? And it's, so that makes sense why people don't do it. It's, it's not cool. Right. Uh, I can imagine yeah. those people that you're staying with. That you're mm. like, do you have guns? Are they locked? And they said, yeah, we have some. They're locked. And you go, okay, should be fine. Then. Sounds good. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, right. Should yeah, be good. Right. Yeah, where's dinner good. at? No, oh, that's locked. good. No, hey, none to worry about. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, have yes. you ever, yes. at, uh, mm-hmm. because people know you have Tourette's, have you ever made a mistake but then blamed it on the Tourette's because there was no other way out. Say, I, I, I have. I know that was huge, but I couldn't help. Can you it. hear me? Like, have you ever blamed it on that? Okay. Yes. Yes. Audio. Yes. Um, anymore, I don't do that. Um, I gotcha. think when I, I think when I was, when I was more afraid of, um, the rejection that would come from the Tourette's only, I yeah. would do that, and that would be a scapegoat, and and that was before I felt like I was developed in a way that I could tell the truth about it. You know. 
All right. So yeah, let's hit it. You, you got an album coming out. Yeah, Albies. Do you know when it's coming out? Next week. Next? I kind of want. I kind of want to say, hey, my album's coming out next Friday, the eleventh. Next Friday, the eleventh yeah, on Spotify and all that stuff. It's called. Right. It's called Make It Perfect. And uh, I and what is what you do everything? What do you do in this? Well, movie? I play guitar and um, did the vocals, and then I had um, some friends play uh, the other instruments. So it was, uh, and what's yeah. your, uh, motivation for putting out, is this your first record? Yeah. My stuff, myself. You just yeah. wanted to put out a record or what? Yeah. I, you know, I moved out to Columbia a bunch of years ago and started tinkering, dinking around on guitar and I'm not, I'm not a guitar player and it's like, uh, but I started playing guitar and putting parts together. And I was like, well, shit, I might be able to write some songs. Cause I'd always relied on other folks to right. be in bands with and write the songs. But, and, and, and I've said, I've, I've, I was a singer of those bands, but I wanted to put it out to tell myself that I could do that because I've always idolized. I mean, you guys, man, I'm serious. Like I always wanted to be in the band, uh, life. And I wanted to, I wanted to have that, that, that notoriety of being a musician. So I I looked up, I, I still look up to you guys like that. You did that and do that, 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 that's the tough life and it's exhilarating and meaningful and sometimes not. And it's like, I wanted to have that, and I think this was kind of a uh, proof to myself that I could put out music of my own and express myself, but I had to sacrifice the idea of of, of having much crazy success with it, because I'm not going to go on tour, you know what right. I mean? What's it, what's it about? Like, what do you want to write about? <clears throat> um, Is it, are they just each mm-hmm. unique song? I think so, you know, yeah. I think I think it's more self-analysis than anything and, and, and cultural analysis. And, um, um, I have a song on there called bullhorn. Um, it's about my own, um, the ways in which I act like a social justice warrior and deny that I'm acting that way. And it's kind of a, kind of a finger point to, um, the, the whole postmodern crowd and being able to shift your perspective, ever shift your belief system. So it works only for you, you know, and, and I think that's pretty. Tell dangerous. me more about that. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. I'm interested sure. in that take. Yeah, me Tell too. Me more yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm glad we can get into it. Um, it it's kind of it, it. It to me, it seems like. Um, to me, it seems like you have these sets of, uh, and I, I listen to Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein like all the time when I'm How working. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But but they all act. They all operate from a structure, some sort of like, um, some sort of like, it, it, be it kind of different structures. But they're not shifting constantly to uh, their belief system to make it work for their own, their selfish uh, gain, as it were. And and it seems mm-hmm. like the postmodern postmodern thought, and as well as the Marxist thought, is the postmodern idea is nothing is. Nothing has a structure. Their hierarchies are socially constructed, um, meaning, and when I say structure, I mean like a deeper structure that is beneficial to mankind. So, so, and in these hierarchies, they're only based on power. So it's like, so when you deconstruct all that stuff, nothing matters and you fall into some nihilism, you know? So it's like, it's like, I'm trying to come to the, to, to the idea of, the more that I can analyze my own intentions and behavior, the more that I'm seeing what has value and what is detrimental to the, to the human race. So 
I think when you when you constantly fragment people and put them into these groups, um, like the group identities, I, I feel like people are not realizing that the more they put them into these group identities, the more that we're fragmenting the human race into it seems like a nothingness, you know? So that seems really, mm -hmm. that seems really scary to let go of these, these ancient structures. And I'm not saying don't update them. And I'm not saying don't pick them apart and look at them and have reasonable conversations about them. I'm saying the more that you allow your beliefs to shift. So it only serves your ideology and narrative. That's when you, 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 you cannot, uh, you don't know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with smoke and mirrors at that point. And I think that's pretty dangerous. Well, we got one more sponsor spot for today, and this one is pretty cool. Tooth and Nail is paying us to advertise the labeled podcast. So this whole thing is great. I just had to say that what Bad Christian and Tooth and Nail have been able to do together, as in not compete but work together, has just been so much fun. It's so cool. And one of the things that we collaborate on is the labeled podcast, who's sponsoring the concert at the Bad Christian Conference, for instance. And Tooth and Nail is always advertising on this uh, podcast for their band. So check out Empty Isles, for instance, who's going to be at that show in February in Dallas. But this ad that they're paying for today is for me to promote the labeled podcast, which is the stories, legends, and rumors of Tooth and Nail Records. I've been trying to figure out how to make a uh, a podcast that's narrative-based and really kind of gets at the story behind and the philosophy behind and the origins of, of what's going on in this music scene that that I've been lucky enough to be a part of. And what I realized in doing doing it is, man, I missed out on the whole beginning history of this punk, indie, hardcore Christian music scene. And I've really enjoyed trying to get the, work, learn the art of you know narrative storytelling and stuff like that, especially as it pertains to a podcast. So we pulled down all the previous episodes we'd done of Labeled and started fresh on a 20-episode arc that covers history of Tooth and Nail and the punk and indie scene and how they got related to the Christian music scene and then what happened when Tooth and Nail gets huge and then EMI and all this money and power uh, gets involved and then all the way back to Tooth and Nail becoming an independent label again. It's quite a nice an interesting story with lots of twists and turns, and we do it through the lens and the eyes and the focus of the the bands and the artists and the employees and, and all that kind of stuff. And I sit down with Brandon about once a week and talk about how all that stuff went down, and it's just been so much fun. It feels so good. So if you have any ties to that scene at all, uh, Christian, punk, indie, emo, whatever it is, this podcast will make you feel nice. So please go subscribe to The Labeled Podcast, the stories, rumors, and legends of Tooth & Nail Records, and join our open, free Facebook group for anybody who has any, who ever had any involvement as a fan or an artist or anything. There's tons of great people in there. We swap stories, talk about stuff, and it helps make the podcast. So just find that on Facebook. It's called The Labeled Podcast Group, and then find the podcast and listen to it. You'll love it. And if you already listened to it and like it, just recommend it to a friend. That's all I can ask. Tell your old bandmates. Tell the people you used to go to shows with. Let's all listen to the Label podcast together. It'll be fun. This week's episode is about the rise and collapse of Cornerstone Festival. And then we're on to MXPX after that. So go get it. It's self-justification and excuses in yes. a way. And, and uh, something rings there for me about when you're saying labeling and grouping. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, I think another type of label and group that should be paid attention to in the same way is mm -hmm. diagnosis. I ah, think those point. are also That's groups and categories. Yeah. I think when you talk about depression, Tourette's, autism, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, uh, anger, cool. whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the things are that can be at some point called a disorder. As soon as you can have a name for it, as soon as you can call it something, it, it, it's a trade-off. Like it's nice mm-hmm. to have support or be known as a group and there's something good about it. You become but there's that. also, it reduces you to something and gives you a built-in, you know, and people will excuse. say that, you know, and it's a built-in excuse. It is. And I, I texted this to it Toby is. last night and I'm sure somebody said it or said it in a better way, but there's no such thing as an excuse that you don't use if you have it. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah. you know, and, yep. and the more you put people in categories, you think of them that way and they think of themselves that way yep. or, or a damaged person or abused person. Tourette syndrome, a, dude. I mean, yeah. And, and, and I've and, had, to, I've had to work to, to break that off of myself and, and, but I knew that it was peculiar and, and interesting. So I, I went with it as part of my ego. And now that I'm trying to break it off of myself, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I allow Ryan to be here? rather than Ryan and Tourette's. But so I'm working on integrating uh-huh. those two. That's things, right. Is know? there a chance? Do you mm-hmm. ever see, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm not saying this the right way. Like, do you see Tourette's and other people or like, do you think of it as a, a, a condition straightforward or do you mm-hmm. think it, there's a sliding scale oh, yeah, uh, yeah, or a spectrum yeah. or something like that? You know that? how you had the impulse and you, you, yeah. you think it and feel it. There's a, uh, um, I heard Jordan Peterson talking about how, um, orangutans grunt and and have these uh, visceral responses to to uh, different things in their environment and 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 homo sapiens have been as we've evolved have had a um, some sort of uh, guard on that and some sort of rationale that you wouldn't automatically do that for everything and I and he referred to people in Tourette's as that not being present so I'm wondering if um, and that was always interesting and if I'm butchering that I'm butchering that but but I, um, I don't know, man, it's it, it, any impulse that you have, like if you can really be honest with yourself on, okay, why do I have to turn the dial that many times? Why do I have to, why do I have to straighten this microphone, uh, two times and then kind of move my back in a different way? Like those are these impulses and obsessions to make you feel comfortable and to a point they're okay, but it's like. Uh, that's not what I mean to a point they may they're benign, but there's a, there's a point that it reaches that it interrupts your daily life, you know, and that gets, mm-hmm. that gets hard to deal with, but you keep moving yep. on, you keep going, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, been, syndrome itself is a, mm-hmm. is an issue. The term syndrome, yep. I don't think people get it exactly. Right. I don't point. know if you want to speak to that instead of me, but I Go feel ahead. like people think of syndrome as a genetic disease or something. A syndrome is is it, a disorder that they do not have a cure for, and they don't know much about. So you're you're mm-hmm. you're floating around in kind of you know space trying to figure out how to manage this holding sand aspect of a, of a disorder. Yeah, but syndromes know. don't necessarily have to have a physical basis. They're like mm. a set of symptoms too. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah, it, good call. It, it's a yep. designated like like it's not necessarily a disease or right. or something. It's right. just a set of behaviors that have this thing. And then since it's become disordered or problematic and Mm -hmm. it's no longer benign, Mm -hmm. we're labeling it a syndrome and we're going to deal with it as such. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that's a good. And people uh, hear that as, Oh, disease person. I mean, that's not really syndrome. (laughs) Meaning, yeah, everybody has these impulses. They're benign to a point and then there aren't. Um, There's a couple other things I'm really interested Mm -hmm. to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do want to make sure when we talk about the album, you said next Friday, let's say the date of that because this airs next week. So is that last Friday? Let's get the date right. It may be available now. 
Uh, it's not a uh, depending on when this comes out. But the great. release date is what though? The the eleventh calendar date. The, Friday well, the eleventh. Yeah, the eleventh. So yeah. it's out now then. So out this album, tell us the name of it again. I yep. know it's on Spotify. It's called Make It what? Perfect. Make It Perfect. Make It Perfect yeah. by Ryan Rado is yep. on Spotify. I am happy to talk about that more too. But before mm-hmm. we run out of time, mm-hmm. I know we had t- mentioned already two other things that are mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I'm interested in if we could talk about your faith a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah. As okay. I, Toby said that you were down yeah, to when talk you hit about me up, you marijuana. Like, I've been smoking too. a lot of marijuana. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. thought that was so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like uh, it's cool that you brought that up. Like, you're, like well, you brought it. Up. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I forgotten. I forgotten about that. But when you when, when we were talking on the phone, sure. I was like, man, this is so interesting. Well, mm-hmm. there's a couple things. Mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. like you're like uh, also you're an artist, a painter. I am, yeah. And you do are doing really well with that. And in, mm. in, in a sense of like, you might even be, there's some new opportunities. And, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, when you were talking about that, you just said like, you've been smoking uh, a, a lot of weed or some um, weed or and, some weed, and, and, and <laughs> some weed. And yeah. how's that affecting your brain? Like, what, uh, what is it, it? What What is it? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what have you, is this something new? Well, I started, I, uh, it, it, it's on and off. And, uh, I, I, I want to get to the point of knowing, do I really need it? Uh, not need it. Why do I gravitate toward it during certain times of my life? And, um, I started smoking weed because it was rebellious and it was fun and being high is fun, man. Really? And, fun. uh, it's blast, right? So, but then you, <laughs> then you just become a crispy critter in a way and you feel like you gotta, <laughs> like you have to have it to operate. So the point where I stopped, where I stopped, uh, I haven't, I haven't hit that in, yo, let's hit it dog. Anyway, I haven't, uh, I haven't smoked weed in probably a month now. And I started to think and believe that I could not make my art without it. And when mm-hmm. I, when I realized that I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen because I am, the weed takes me out. And if I, if I focus and allow myself to, to, have fun with this art and be stressed and work as a, as a sober human with it, with all the emotions, the deeper my art becomes. And I'm not saying that I, I I love making art when I'm high. I love it because I don't think, and it's pure subconscious and some kind, sometimes that's mush, but then I'll come back when I'm sober the next day and edit what I've made. And then I'll, then I'll, and in, in, in trying that, um, was a really fun experiment, um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that I can see that I don't have to have it to make good art. Praise but, Jesus. but smoking Praise weed, Jesus. Ah! so you don't think of smoking weed as enhancement? Oh man, I mean, like when, when if you smoke a joint or whatever, and mm-hmm. then go to paint, mm-hmm. I th- did. You don't think that's authentic? Uh, uh, I think it. I think it is something you can play with, but then I think it becomes a crutch. And do I, and you asked if it was mm-hmm. enhancing, I think it's enhancing, but it, I guess it depends on what you want to enhance. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it's like, if I want to be out of my body and head and allow whatever to flow with the intoxicant in my brain, that's one way of making art. And that's one way of living. Mm-hmm. But if I want to make art that I am fully present with, then I then I have to rely on the spirit of truth and the spirit of God as it relate as as I perceive it to work through all these emotions and deal with all of the really the pain 
that happens with making art. And I'm not being overly dramatic with that. It's tough to make art. You try to make a record, it is painful, you know, and it's frustrating. Yeah. So it's like, I, I appreciate. So you think there's value in being present in that frustration? Yeah, and I also think there. Yes, totally. Because you learn. Sorry, I touch your booby. Like I also, <laughs> I also like. I also. Why well, got to make fun of Toby's tits? I know man. you just touched my boob twice. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, there's also value in seeing what happens when you're intoxicated and try to make art. You know, it's not one thing or another. You know, and right. I think the church gets bent on like. Well, if you smoke weed, you're automatically in this box. And if you do this, you're automatically in this box. Yeah, that sounds great. But it's like, what about your mm-hmm. emotional instability and how maybe you don't realize that you're abusing people when you're sober? Joey, you when know? you are super high on weed and write a sermon, is it better? Tight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. God. Matt, I, Matt. I, I, always, right, right. I always teach about the transfiguration whenever. Right. Ooh, I like I that. Matt, it's just, uh, certain, good. just certain types of sermons. Matt, you are, you're our, just kind of like Ryan was saying. You Matt, know? you're our resident pothead. And do you feel, do you feel, that? I do think that's interesting. Like being present in the hardship of creating is mm. real. Mm. Like mm-hmm. the, not totally sober and going, this is hard. I'm trying mm-hmm. to my just in this reality that I'm in this moment mm-hmm. moment that I'm doing this. But Matt, you smoke a shitload of weed and you write music. You mm-hmm. think it's an enhancement? Well, I, I agree with Ryan on it. I uh, I don't use. I try to measure it better than shitload. I try to you know, <laughs> shit define really it, Matt. How word much? I use for that's <laughs> not exactly the dose. About a kilo. Yeah, a kilo <laughs> a week. <laughs> Yeah, an, an but ad, I don't know. An addiction amount. <laughs> Whatever's the addiction amount. Whatever that amount is. That's easy no, to uh, hit. But I use it. I, I use it. I enjoy it. And I also use it in two very specific mm, ways that cool. I find productive. Well, three really. But um, I, I like to play Wait, and write music. Wait, you use weed in three productive ways? No yeah, I'll, weed I'll, smoker I'll, has I'll, ever said that in the history of the okay. world. <laughs> I I'll use weed in three productive ways. I'll, t- I'll give you the three helpful uses. I'm to not me, making fun of you, Matt. I want to know what you're And you then I'll agree with, with Ryan a, here's... that it's definitely something you got to prevent from being a crutch. I agree. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But the three productive ways, from my point of view, and I'm not even including like enjoying it and chilling out and relaxing as yeah. one of them. I'm you got three four ways you use weed? Good God. Uh, Matt okay. Carter so, has four productive <laughs> uses of weed. That make you hungry, dog. <laughs> Well, I definitely like to oh uh, try to compose music that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's but fun. I don't set. I like I like to set up a recording session, edit it, go through it, get everything right, work. You know, get it and everything feeling great. Mm. Then get high and then mm-hmm. exp- and then just let it rip for an hour. Love and it. then go home. And then yep. the next day, I'll come back in and see what of that like. Ryan said it was mush or was good. I think that's very useful, but I can't like edit or think or do a bunch of detailed tracking that way. It's just completely the wrong tool for that. Right. So no, good point. I don't yeah. use it for that, but I may have impulses that I wouldn't have or yep. would get filtered out by my very cognitive part of my brain mm-hmm. uh, otherwise. So there's something else to get at there. Also, in my thinking, and for this podcast, I use it not on air, but I like to walk around. <laughs> this is what I do. I get high at night and I pace around the yard or the house and think. Mm, deeply yeah. mm-hmm. and i like to do that i might deeply. listen to a podcast or an <laughs> audio book but then i wind up pausing it and i'll just be thinking about stuff and then i'll take notes and write down mm-hmm. and this is very funny because it happened last night i was looking back through my notes to um because you know what people always say about 
people think it hides it, it's always nonsense, whatever. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I like to think deeply and have good thoughts there and try to write them down and record them. Whatever. That's a good, so, that's good. Um, I like that for sure. And so, and then see if they make sense. So I was going through my notes last night because I was like, oh, we're going to do some podcasting this week. I'm going to see if I've got any good ideas in here. And, um, I found a bunch of ideas and I was, I was devastated when I read like 10 in a row and I was like, this is fucking nonsense. Ah. <laughs> you had some good stay, shit stay in there. Me I was like, I think it's like good impulses, but I cannot believe how bad the words are. And I'm Love confused. It. And could I not have taken the time to say what I was trying to say? Because this is so crazy. Some of these words, I can't even figure out what I was saying. That's so good. And then when I got through going through 10 of those, so good. I realized that that was in a folder. Hamburger that I set up funny. The, well, hang on. No, right. No, it's not that. But, but. But, but here's why I got through the whole list of them and I was super bummed. I was like, oh my gosh, I just get high and do nonsense apparently. Right. But then I realized those were only the notes that I did uh, voice dictation on. So the text to speech was all oh, fucked up. Incredible. And then oh, okay. I found all my notes incredible. where I had typed them and they were terrific. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh my God. Seriously. They're go- it's gold. Brilliant. But the voice to text that I've been trying out, it yeah. had so many errors in it that I thought I had lost my mind. Oh. <laughs> You should, hey, hey, you should find a you should find a creative way to put those together and make a little story about it, buddy. Maybe not. It's like know. Seinfeld writing down that joke idea in the middle of the night. He wakes up in the middle of the night, writing it down, and then he can't read it the next day. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I have a reading problem. Yeah. He's asking, like what that. does this mean? It was brilliant. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's like, this yeah. is the best joke yeah. I've ever written, but it's oh, like 3 a.m. and he had a weird right. TV on. Oh, my God. No, but, but I do actually have tons of many, many ideas that I've shared and seem to really work will come from that mental state for me it's just a, a way to focus and it's partly checking out but checking out from everything else so that i can do mm-hmm. f- it's just it, it for some reason it helps my particular brain chemistry it's, the other yeah. one is it gives me paranoia oh. and i need some of that i live too really? risky i make too many bad decisions i've got kids i've got That's stuff and i'll get high that. and realize oh my god i i I've been neglecting this, or what Matt, if this happens? I gotta get life insurance, you know? And so that helps me. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, dude. Like, like I'll be behaving in a way in my sober life that uh-huh. subconsciously exactly. I, I, there's intimations that it is deadly. But then when I get high, I'm I'm leveled with this anvil of yes. my an- yes. analysis of my behavior. Like, that like, oh was my God, risky I behavior. That. Why yeah, did I do that? that? Good call that, on that. Dude. I think the best yeah. thing about marijuana so, is wow. it it reveals you. Like it's not, mm, you don't mm. like, you don't smoke marijuana and mm. that, and the marijuana made you some way. It just, mm. it, it does something and it you like go, Oh, this you. is what I am. Like I, the, the times that I've smoked marijuana, I go, Oh, this, this anxiety or fear or worry or, right. you know, it's whatever there. I have, yeah. yep. that that's just always there. I'm just it's suppressing real. it or it's not totally. It, yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I mean, that, yep. it, which it, is it's, helpful it's shocking. Like there's yeah. been times where I, I believe uh, Obviously, you can smoke marijuana and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But if you really take marijuana as a drug, the same way as you do anxiety medicine or, mm-hmm. or aspirin Nicotine, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, ibuprofen, yep, yep, whatever. Yep. If, if you use it properly, it might actually be something really valuable. Like, not, yeah. not just goofball. Now, at the same time, I love how happy and fun it can be with marijuana. That's what I was about to say. Are you saying my true self is that disturbed thing, sound of silence is the most hilarious thing that's ever <laughs> it's happened? It's pretty damn hilarious. But is that beautiful. my true self? Th- just, that's the only hey, thing hey, I hey. remember about smoking weed. Is- <laughs> when did you smoke weed? 
Uh, well, I, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't write right before this podcast. No, <laughs> dude, you're doing great, bro. No, 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 no. I've done it with Emery a little bit and I either am dying yep. Yep. or listening to disturbed. Right. Right. And it's right. the most ho- amazing, hilarious thing that's ever happened. Either way, I feel totally out of control. Well, that, that Toby, and your let me other ask Toby dark question mental stuff is both real. Those are both you, 100%. Well, that's a good yeah, point. Both like are a dream. you. It's yeah. like you're, you're dreaming, too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's crazy. So, that's true. Yeah, fuck that. So, no. to- Toby, you're saying that that the like your problems come to the surface? I'm saying that, yes, uh, like, for example, uh, there's been times where I smoked weed and then talked to somebody, mm. and I started thinking all these, what are they saying? What do they mean? Yeah. What, what, why did they say it that way? Right. And then I'm able now, like when when I smoked weed when I was in high school, mm. I didn't know anything. Nobody <laughs> nobody explained anything. Mm-hmm. I just smoked mm-hmm. like a whole joint because I paid Sounds fifteen or twenty dollars oh for it, which was a shitload of money. That's really good. I, I mean, when I was seriously, when I'm, yep. I'm seventeen yep. years old. I spent wow. twenty dollars on a, a bag of weed. <laughs> I smoked it all. Nice. No matter what, Who'd because you get it I, from? Where, what no, am I going to do? Kidding. Take it home. Yeah. Or get caught with it or something. Yeah, no. right. So that's why the whole thing, and yeah. I have no clue. Nobody's explained anything to me. And mm. so I thought marijuana makes you paranoid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but now, as a 42 year old, I mm-hmm. go, no, I'm paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm paranoid. It's not weed. Weed, it, oh, weed isn't good. paranoid. Oh, that's Toby is paranoid. And so <laughs> I start th- like, there. It's, it's really been kind of awesome in a way. There's been times where, like, I've been high. And talk and talk to somebody. I went, oh, I'm hearing this, like because of the, you know, how everything slows down. Mm-hmm. I go, like I'm, take I'm hearing this, and I'm, I'm thinking or saying that they're saying this to me, and then I go, wait a minute, Whoa. they're not, and it doesn't matter, and we're friends, and this yeah. is like even with guys on the on the on tour or whatever. That's incredible. Like, I'm sitting with Devin or something, and then. I mm. think Devin's saying something that might be snarky or mean mm. or he's harsh <laughs> or he doesn't like me. And I go, why doesn't Devin like me right now? Why? And I go, wait a minute, Toby. Devin's not saying shit. This is all Toby. <laughs> Good Devin call. just said, hey, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask two, you this. two words yeah. or something. And I, right. I think he was being short or curt and he's not. It's just Devin. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How much of that can you sustain in your life of having that stress of paranoia? You see what I'm saying? Well, for me, mm-hmm. it, I actually appreciate it because cool. because cool. then what I've been able to do since I've been able to realize, wait a minute, it's Toby, not a drug. Mm. I've been able to go, oh, Toby, you're being stupid. Mm. And mm. then mm. I think that infiltrates good. sober life or whatever you want to call that. But I, I, I mean, I have the ability to smoke marijuana at any time, and I don't really care about it. It, just, it, it doesn't like there's that. There, I could smoke marijuana every day or mm. right now or whatever. Like it was really, I, I, I mean, I'll just say it. It was amazing. We were, we played a show and I won't say what city it was. <laughs> I don't know if it probably doesn't matter, but doesn't we were matter. in North Carolina <laughs> and these two guys incredible brought a giant bag. They were like, Hey, what's up? Th- th- okay. This is the coolest moment mm-hmm. a fan, like a fan of Emory band I've ever had in my life. I am not shitting you. We're sitting, we're sitting on the bus after it. a show. I love it. These two guys, walk, they knock on the door. They walk in. Usually when a pe- fans knock on the bus door, you're like, oh, no, what's this? You got to figure it out. Yeah. Are they going to hang out? Whatever. <laughs> they walk on the bus. They have a bag. And they say, hey, listen, we just wanted to bring you guys this. They each had two cases of 24 
beers, like uh, two, tw- 24 cases of beer. Uh, they brought it on. They said, hey, listen, thank you guys so much for the show. We loved it. And they left. Oh, that's so And then so we tight. opened the bag, and it was the most edibles of marijuana oh. I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And they were all medical and packaged, not yeah, home I mean, not, not like goofball, not like, like it was homemade. All like, like, it, was like, it, it said the milligrams, everything. I couldn't believe it. And they left. And I was like, that's cool. I can't believe it. If they would have stayed, I would have been very happy. They left wow. even. They wow. even left as a gift. <laughs> That's pretty cool. As a gift, they didn't hang around. That's a real gift. I, I mean, if I ever meet <laughs> yeah. those two dudes again, yeah. they can have any merch. Nice. I'll write yeah, them a can, song, whatever. I want them to go on the full tour with nice. us because they're the coolest fucking guys I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I didn't know it at the moment. In the moment, I didn't know how cool they were. Mm. I mean, it was shocking. Like, just to bring, I mean, I don't even know how much money that cost. Mm. I mean, that stuff didn't, we couldn't even finish it. It was that much. <laughs> Where's it? There at? wasn't anything even there. We're saying a lot here on this podcast, but yeah. I'll just be okay. honest. That's okay. I just thought it was so amazing. Uh, everybody, I checked the analytics. People usually turn it off about seven minutes. So <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 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 <laughs> anyway, two things I know. One, get Ryan Rado's new record. What's it called? Oh, make it perfect. Make it perfect. Mm. And two, if you ever want to like make a band, just think you're the coolest person in the world. Walk in, drop something off, and leave. Uh, I can, I promise you, I'll get a, your name tattooed on my body incredible. because I couldn't think of a cooler person. Anyway, all that to say, I I I am still nervous of edibles. Mm, they're, they're creepers. <laughs> no, they're dude. they're like They'll psychedelic and wild. Yeah, the last time and, I did an edible was playing for Matt and Toby in Sacramento, and I almost walked off that stage. Damn. You lost your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I cool. almost did not make it through that Damn. one. Uh, what, but what's going through your mind there? That I just had to get out. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to get out. Why though? Like what? Made weed. No, because it weed. was you. But all right, I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. It connected me with a part of myself that right. I don't want to go to. Oh uh, yeah, copy that. But well, alcohol, scary. alcohol does not do that. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's and I wish I could not be addicted to this. Oh God! Right God. now, yeah. I would kill well, to not be addicted, addicted to, to Miller Light. But marijuana is <laughs> on the can of beer. There's a parallel with alcohol, though. Like when somebody is gets drunk. Mm-hmm. certain amount of times and oh they get belligerent and mean that's real yeah that yeah. comes no, that's out that's inside yeah that's a good point that's yeah. what i but that's i never yeah. act out when i'm drunk really. wish you would you know what i mean but oh, i'm just, just saying i don't i don't act out i don't get mean i don't i just but have, do you get isolated and depressed uh well, later not when i'm drunk okay <laughs> that's the funny it. thing about I weed though it. like mm-hmm. seriously if you see somebody drink too much mm-hmm. they vomit or they yeah. get slimy and they're crying or they're whatever you know with weed it's off in a corner, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. cool. yeah. I've, never, I've never felt like, oh, I love it. They just in a corner by themselves. You're like, eh, okay, so I'll talk, talk to you tomorrow. I've hey. never felt like my life was ending with alcohol, though. I've known, like, okay, That's this the trick. But, like, the last <laughs> time. you thought your life was the, the ending? Last, the, the last time I, I used my weed. My life is ending. I, used, I, I hit a vape pen on this last tour. We had a day off in L.A. That'll get you. And I Matt. hit a vape pen. And I ended up in the Rainbow Room in L.A. in the bathroom for about an hour and a half oh, shit. in the stall. That You're kidding. By myself oh, trying sucks. to come down. That sucks. You were that high? Yes. It takes longer than that. 
It was awful. You were just in a stall. I was sitting in there. the stall what at the rainbow. I was just thinking. I want. I, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Good call. I, I tried to go sit out on the sidewalk on Hollywood, whatever Boulevard right. Sunset yeah. Sunset Boulevard. I was sitting out there for a while and right. freaking everybody else is. So then I just went back into the rainbow room. We had a booth. We were doing. We were right. ball, we were balling. Oh, we had balling. A booth at the rainbow room. <laughs> balling in the people, rainbow room. Seeing famous chefs like, like yeah. right. It was cool. And then I'm just like I. I got to get out of here. And I tried the sidewalk on Sunset Boulevard. And I was like, no, I got to be enclosed. Oh, I, shit. Me. I thought I was going to puke. And I sat, I sat in the, the stall for like an oh, hour and a half God. by myself. Were you talking to yourself? Maybe. No. And TJ yeah. came in to check on. Oh, me that's the guy you want to come he in there. Like, you know? He was like, you good, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, I'm in here. <laughs> you know? So many people awful. had to shit. were so mad. Oh, at man. It was the upstairs bathroom near where they oh. did the karaoke. Oh, okay. and, yep. It, but it was just awful. I felt so out of control of my own brain. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying with alcohol. Oh, yeah. I never felt out of control. Wow, that's scary. Here, you know, here's it, here's what I think is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> is I know a lot of people. That so much are, stuff has happened at the Rainbow Room, by the way, yeah, in my life. Yeah. The Rainbow Room in Hollywood, where like Guns N' Roses and all these people were. So much stuff of my life. Yeah, has part happened of me, I was there. like, this is pretty fucking. It's cool. fucking amazing, <laughs> right? I, I, I've sat in a Rainbow Room with Ron Jeremy playing oh, Amazing Grace sweet. on the harmonica. Monica. He should be <laughs> playing me. that. Oh, that's incredible. That's insane. I'd love to meet Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Go no, ahead, Pastor no, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for calling me Pastor, by the way. No, I was going to say how, how I often it. I have heard someone say something along the lines of, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good right now, or I'm prepared, or blah, 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 blah. I took Xanax. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I have asked people, like, mm. what, what, are the res- what are the results, the effects of taking that? And it seems pretty potent. Like it is like yeah. effectual yeah. with your behavior, sure, yeah. your yep. feeling and all of that. And no one thinks anything of it. Yep. Just because there's a prescription added to it. And yet I think from never, you know, never had mm-hmm. Xanax before. Mm-hmm. I, I think there there would be a pretty significant less of a high by taking a puff of a joint, right? Well, think about think about the the mysticism involved with marijuana. I mean, you 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 don't know the effect that's going to happen. A lot of times, people get high. You can try to boil it down, but it's like it's also technically illegal in most of the yeah. area. But then you get this prescription. You can go to the gatekeeper, which is the doctor, and you can tell him that you want it, and they'll give it to you. And it's institutionalized, and also it comes in a solid pill form. When you look at this, and and this is a little deeper into it, but when you look at weed, it's always, it's always, I mean, it's plant. So it's like there, there's a serious, like unknown about it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like boiled down into this concrete little pill that you can take. It's like, it has a lot of different avenues uh, that it can affect, you know, and it seems uncontrolled, you know? Yeah. That's just my it, take on it. But it, it is interesting how this is all going to shake up, especially like in the church world. I mean, I, a mm. good friend of mine passes a church in Colorado and mm. at some point, I just don't think any of this is going to be a big deal at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But no, but I, think I but I do sure. you're right. But I do think it's going you know? to take a good while in the South specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But it it will take a while. I don't know. For, I, I would no. like to say I would like to s- semi predict that it'll go. It might go faster than you think. Like I mean, I think the mm. fastest yeah. cultural change ever was probably gay marriage. Like holy uh, shit, a lot mm, of people changed their mind on that done. fast. Yeah, totally. You yeah. know, yeah. and so you're I think right. you might see more fast movement on issues like that i don't necessarily right. mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. but the 
so far you hear states talking about legalization. And as soon as that thing, that tap, like I never touched weed in my life until I could look mm-hmm. at the milligrams and buy it at the store with all the nice people next to my house that I can walk to. <laughs> Why do you think yeah, it'll they, go quicker? They, I they never explained every single then. thing in did the you, Did you just feel safer with it or something? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to buy, gonna talk to a drug dealer and roll joints. And <laughs> yeah, but that. that's I'm fun. Not doing any of that crap. I mean, that's not. A drug dealer will hate Matt. Yeah. A, a drug dealer can't sell drugs to you. I he mean, would hate you. I mean, I, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not hanging out with people in tie-dyed shirts and black lights and shit. You should, I'm not damn doing it. That. So <laughs> if I could go to the, I mean, the the stores in Washington are just great, and you just see every right. mom and it's just that it's so mm-hmm. it, it got normal so fast, mm-hmm. and then people can decide what's good and bad and right and all that. That's kind the of point, stuff. Matt. But it That's happened fast, and I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just I crazy. mean, you know what? It, You're it exactly right. The everywhere. same way as if you yeah. see a mom go buy a six pack of beer, you don't think anything weird. Well, yeah, so what, what, what's this yeah. weed thing? I mean, mm-hmm. the problem is the information we've been given is scary and stupid and wrong. Well, it is a psychoactive yeah. drug. You know what I'm saying? It is like yeah. a hallucinogen yeah. in, a, in, in a way too. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah but, 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 but I mean, still at, at the same mm-hmm. point, I mean, how much is three beers for yeah, yeah, good call. a 110 yep. pound yep. mom yep. or something? Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Man. So I, yep. I think the big thing is just more information. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually do believe the better the information, the more experience people have with it, it probably will be better. And you got to be responsible with it, just like yeah. everything else. But you quit. You know? Well, not- for I mean, for the time being, I'll, I mean, I talked to my buddy up in Nashville, a good friend of mine, like, and I was like, dude, are, you're in Franklin tonight. You got that stuff with you? So it's it's always lingering there. I might I might do it tonight. I don't know, but when I'm doing it all the time, man, I start I start the paranoia because I'm prone to that anyway. I, it just makes it worse. You know? uh, do you, can Have you tell the difference between your art, uh, like your paint, your paintings on, on weed or off weed on weed or off weed. I love that. I should wear t-shirts that said currently off. Weed. On or um, off. Like yeah. the things where the dishes <laughs> are currently off. Yeah, right, right, right. On and off weed. I don't know. I, I, well, I was real quick. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I was dealing with a pretty serious, uh, borderline problem with infidelity in august over instagram from someone that messaged me from my last podcast here no way not kidding and and hear hear me out when i say this man was it tyler wicks no okay i don't know (laughs) tyler hit me up bro hit me up but what i'm saying is like it was through instagram and 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 i'm not saying it was not beneficial because i i learned a lot and and it was really difficult to 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 have this psychosexual relationship with a person online and, and break half of my brain in half. And while trying to hide this from my wife, eventually I, I, I told it to my wife and, 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 and we've had, we went to counseling and talked about this, but, but I was dealing with, with, with shame and guilt and acting in ways that I feel like my, my shadow would act, you know, and uh, the darker parts of me and, and, I, I had that stress involved with making art. So it's almost like I could just smoke weed and have everything be cool and, and, and I'm in a good place and I might get something different than if I had some sort of serious stress happening in my life with marijuana. Do you see what I'm saying? So the, the art that I made out of that time is brilliant. In my opinion, it's the best work I've ever done and I hope I can recreate it. But, but uh, it, it let me, allow me to say this, like, going through that time was I learned a lot and I cannot blame this person 
uh, for anything because I, I was equally at play. And I, in a way, this is kind of like a confession of some really poor behavior on my part. But And it worked into the question. Thank you for letting me elaborate on that. So that's the answer. Silence. <laughs> we'll just let that sit. Yeah, <laughs> no. you can let it sit. Brian, Brian it really is a pleasure to hear. Oh, so, I mean, you too, buddy. You know, that's, you, I almost want to say that you're beyond us in just doing it and hanging, letting it be out there. You made me more confident to be able to cool. say what I am cool. feeling. And I, I feel committed to that as a general rule. And you pushed me even farther to be cool. more honest. Well, thank, dude, you. thank you. Yeah, thank you. And and I got to say that I, I was pretty intimidated by your by um your personality coming on here and I'd, i've had i made many imaginary conversations with myself posing as me and you uh, before <laughs> this podcast because um how did you picture that going i i, I, I thought we were going to have a boxing match of ideas but but that was my own like defense mechanism but i'm I'm really thankful i you know I, i'd be I just, happy to do one of those as a one-on-one if you want to i would love to i would love to i would love to but uh i'm i'm really thankful that and grateful that uh, uh of your personality as well. Cause I don't know you that well. And Joey, I don't know you, but I know of you through Luke Yates. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Who's Luke, he went on tour with you. He was our hair. merch guy. Yep. Luke. Oh, I didn't know he's his last name. Awesome. On the BC awesome road and he's helping me with this album and all that stuff. And Luke man, is so awesome. He's so cool, dude. He's so beyond his years, man. And, um, uh, he told me a little bit about about you and some little uh, it, it, all good faith, all like yeah. like good things, and and I was anxious to meet you. And Reba, let me just go around the horn. I oh, thought yeah. your name was Reba. Did you ever get that? I'm Reba. But I love yeah. that, that. That's a really cool name, and and I'm I don't know much about you, and that's all there is to it. But good to see your face on here. If Aaron, you want to know more about Reba, you Booyah. can join the beast. God, I got the hiccups. Is that beers, bro? I think it's because of the beer. <laughs> hey, bro. I've had, uh, I've had a few beers. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. But if you want to know more, um, if, oh boy, oh gosh, it's the real Toby coming out. It's it. Fuck you. These Reva. are the impulses. <laughs> you bitch. You mother. No, if you want to know more about Reva, join the BC Club. She did two episodes. Ooh, good point. Two bonus ep- episodes that you get. <laughs> Godly, did I you say one. bonus? Boner. Two bonus. Go. Two bonus. God, this hiccups thing is killing. <laughs> two bonus episodes with Reva. I, uh, Matt, can you explain what I'm trying to say? Yeah, well, Reva, Reva did it, and uh, I, it, she focused on her. She took questions from the BC Club and had Melanie Hoster on there, and they got to talking and a lot of personal stuff about Reva and commentary on faith and state of affairs. And I mean, I wouldn't know. I hadn't listened yet, but I yeah. heard it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was awesome. Sum that up. (laughs) Just uh, Reva, what are your episodes about? Uh, well, surprisingly, Matt did know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have ways of knowing things. Nice. Yeah, I just asked the BC Club if they had any questions for me, and they actually had a ton of questions, so it was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I asked Melanie to come on and talk to me, so I wasn't just talking to myself. And then, uh, Hmm. yeah, we just went through some of the questions that they asked and. Got into That's me cool. moving to Nashville, getting a puppy. Wait, how you, you guys here? have changed my faith, all that yep. kind of stuff. I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> all right, so join the BC Club so you can hear more. You get more episodes. You get two extra episodes nice. a week. Hey, and if well, that's a good let deal. me let me make a little plug out there in listener land. If you're interested in uh, my art and my visual art, 
and you would like a piece of my visual art, contact me and we can make a deal for real. How can they contact you? You can get on Instagram. It's at Ryan underscore Rado, R-Y-A-N underscore R-A-D-O. And you can email me at ryanrado at gmail.com. And you can call me at 